We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. We're back, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building, SD2 Mikes, the original Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire. Apple Podcast, Spotify, audio edibles each and every day. Don't forget, YouTube, hit that like button, the thumbs up. We appreciate it. Leave your comments. We love responding to your comments, hey, even after the show. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. Every time we go live, you'll know it's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We indeed do spin it different. Thank you for the super chats. We'll get to those. GTB, get to the bad questions. Load them up in the chat. We'll get to those as well. Um, CFB Nation presented by Twit. It's that T. You got to love it. You got to love it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, left, we didn't do it in the first half, but we can do it now because we can talk about what's... What's smoking? Brought to you by Fashion Geek, AlonzoJackson.com, Fashion Geek, Green One, the city. We lost left for a second, so I'll get into it, and he'll be back. Nick Saban, his press conference yesterday, talking about how you recruit in this modern era of social media. He has some very interesting things that we're going to apply to Notre Dame. Social media, you know, emphasis on personal branding, texting. How do you find ways to stay as such an elite recruiter? I, I, I can't. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I mean, you know, we try to be honest. We try to be upfront. Um, we try to sell people on the fact that they can create value in their brand, that we're going to make a great investment in them here personally, academically, and athletically. and you know, there's a lot of guys that still buy into that. Um, I think name, image, and likeness uh, has, you know, maybe spread, you know, where guys go out um, because, you know, some guys are interested in how much money they can make. Um, so, and that's okay. But that that's, we're trying to invest in the players and their future so that they can create more value for their future. And now there's a lot of players that still buy into that. All right, left, you back? Yes, I'm back. I'm going to replay it for you one more time. Nick Saban talking about recruiting in the age of social media. Replay this so we can get to the discussion. Uh, Emphasis on personal branding, texting. How do you find ways to stay as such an elite recruiter? Uh, I, I can't. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I mean, you know, we try to be honest. We try to be upfront. Um, we try to sell people on the fact that they can create value in their brand, that we're going to make a great investment in them here personally, academically, and athletically. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that still buy into that. Um, I think name, image, and likeness uh, has, you know, maybe spread, you know, where guys go out um, because, you know, some guys are interested in how much money they can make. Um, so, and that's okay, but that that's, we're trying to invest in the players and their future so that they can create more value for their future. And now there's a lot of players that still buy into that. See, left. what I found very interesting is how we said with our pitch to young men is that we're, we're going to have them bring their brand to Alabama and have them increase their brand. That's a very interesting aspect of recruiting right because you you actually acknowledge the individual 
that they have a brand and you're not asking the individual to submit their brand to your brand that's put at the top which in a lot of ways that has been a traditional way of recruiting at notre dame like it's right, an honor right yeah, it's an yeah honor it's to be our brand a is gonna make you better yeah but not the other way around i think Alabama has decided to go opposite of that, and they found success. They brought in individual talent like a Devontae Smith and got him him a Heisman through the compatibility of what they could offer as a program to what he has at his talent. Yeah, it's very interesting that he said that. And he's like, yo, I don't – basically what Nick Saban was saying, like social media area, all of that, I haven't changed. Like my pitch to kids hasn't changed. This is about yeah. He, he can he has the luxury of saying that because the game is he he still has to play by the way it's changing, but he also has a lot of leverage as being Nick Saban, where he can just tell a kid, hey, now, yeah, I know what the going rate is, but it's Nick Saban. I'm I'm only going to offer to a select few of players, mm-hmm. but this whole. You know, it's probably more transfers than it is high school players, unless it's Caleb Downs that's going in there demanding too many things. You know what's amazing, Left? We did a show, and we talked about with Reggie Brooks and Oscar McBride, like the struggle to acknowledge Notre Dame as the as a brand that football being bigger than the actual university. And the the debate still rages. They don't want to let that. They don't want to let that go. Because yeah, people will still argue down that the school no nothing's bigger than the school. The football program's not bigger than the school. You can't have things that way. They you know the the guys that have come through there, flat out are like yo, Notre Dame football is the brand. Flat out, it is the brand. Notre Dame football fans, is the brand. There are fans that believe that. Right. So how can you even think about advancing and making a part of your recruiting pitch like, yo, we know you have a brand and we want to be able to invest in your brand personally, educationally and career wise. So as you move through the program, you get the most value out of your brand. Once right. You and maybe it's it maybe it's a notoriety thing, maybe not even a. Of value, it's the notoriety the football gets more so than the school or the Hesburgh Library does, or whatever the case may be. So, mm-hmm. maybe that attention away from what administration would like it to be on is a problem. It is, uh, in an age, you know, because I, I think people get upset with the kids. You know, each generation before thinks they were better. This is this is funny, right? Just going Wait, for in what in what like music and sports? No, no, just in general, general. Like each generation looks at the generation behind them. Like I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm saying that about the kids that can't write cursive. Absolutely, <laughs> kids don't know how to write cursive no more. What's wrong with these kids? We was better back then. But it's not actually manuscript. Is not something you don't even get a grade for manuscript. Like what? No, that's my, look, that's a problem. Remember, that used to be a grade, how well you actually wrote. How how well you actually wrote. You remember you had the little dot homework? Yeah, homework you had to follow the lines and really, yeah. you had to really, you know, really 
put some time in, but even getting in trouble, you had to write a hundred times. I will not do X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? I was writing though. Even in punishment, you had to practice. Like, you know. So I Yo. so I definitely don't respect the kids that don't know how to write cursive. Not good writers no more, man. man it's a shame. You're an educator, bro. I'm just I'm, that's in general because you, you can't write, you can't read. Hell, what you what what can you do? Can't can't read like you know how you gonna sign anything when what they say sign on the dotted line? You can't sign your signature, man. Yo, that's sad if that's the case. That is that is a little sad. That's a little sad if that is the case, left. Right, like, how, what if they got a million dollar check? You can't even sign for it because you you don't know cursing. Can't even endorse it. You can't even yeah, endorse yeah. it. <laughs> hey, so hey, so I don't know if it applies to everything about the generation before thinking they better. I definitely think the generation before the ones that stop writing writing in cursive is better. Well, there is no such thing as like turning in a written paper, bro, anymore, right? Like you remember when look wait, what do you mean? No, oh, I'm going back to my high school years. You could really? either turn you could turn in a term paper written, or if you were blessed to have because there weren't a lot that was of that was still around with me. I did I did written papers, you know. Yeah, there there weren't a lot of computers in homes back then. Straight up. People didn't have desktop computers in their homes like they do. I had now. to go to my grandma's use a computer to write the paper sometimes. And if you were blessed to have a typewriter in the crib, man, you typed up a paper. But now, like, yo, everything is digital, electronic, but you still, there still should be a need for knowing how to write and being able to write in cursive. I mean. Think about how bad you had to be to write in stone. You know how many hours it takes of practice to be able to translate and just write in stone because you can't mess up the stone. You had to throw the whole block away if you mess up in the stone. So to be able to write is definitely very, very powerful. Oh, so you're going back to the days of like No, we just we just we just I know we 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 reach it back a little bit, but we no, just I'm, I mean yo so basically you said to just respect to the ones that came before us to at least learn how to write. That's what you're saying. Saying when you know how to write, it unlocks a lot more for you. That's all. That's lucky, like lucky. reading. Like, you know, people go hard on reading a book and stuff. People need to be reading more. But writing is even more important than reading every day. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just to continue the conversation, love, I think um, his pitch really isn't impacted by the changes that are happening. Right? Because Alabama players that are in the NFL have said this. Like, yo, when you go to Alabama, it's a business. And you are a business. And you are looked at as a business. And it's up to you to develop your business and develop your brand in practice, on the field, in games. And when you leave, you get the value for the work that you put in. You know, and a lot but, of you know, Alabama can guarantee an end of the road for you where you're making and doing the things you, you've been set out. When Nick Saban calls you and say, you know, we, I can guarantee you can leave with a couple rings on your fingers. That's true. 
But SEC isn't the guarantee? Championship. You're gonna leave isn't the guarantee? Something? Isn't the guarantee on the Notre Dame side the degree? Yeah, but but I yeah. mean that's pretty much Alabama saying, "Yo, we're gonna guarantee you value." from football and Notre Dame in recruiting says we're going to guarantee you value from a degree like regardless of what happens on the football field our degree is going to give you this value when you leave the University of Notre Dame and we and that's where we differ on some you know guys leave and say degree in football and that's where the recruitment usually ends for some of these guys mm-hmm. man y'all really upset dude you can't guarantee, see, this is the problem. You can't guarantee a kid a Notre Dame degree unless you're going to do the work for him. See, this is my point, and this is why I think it's interesting. With either approach, the responsibility is on the young man. Your brand gets built from the work you put in, period. In the classroom. At Notre Dame, nobody's doing your work for you. Nah, you gonna you have got, to. <laughs> you gonna have to go to class, fam. You have to earn this degree. <laughs> I know we're pitching it and saying this yeah. is you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but you have to put in this work. So whether you guarantee the education and the degree, or you guarantee the brand having ultimate value when you leave Alabama is two pitches that put the responsibility or the onus on the young man. You know, I just think it's interesting that, you know, Nick Saban is like, look, man, he's looking at it from a business and a brand standpoint. And honestly, with NIL, that's where, heck, that's where high school football is going. Like, dude, a kid like Dominic Rayola is leaving schools, going to multiple schools, looking for an advantage. Like, high school football is trending in this direction, where kids are going to go to schools where, look at Deuce Knight. Deuce Knight went to a school in Tennessee for a reason, found out he didn't like it, and went back to Mississippi. I thought he, I thought he was going to IMG. No, no, no. He was at uh, Trent Dilfer. No, I'm saying I thought he was doing his last year at IMG. I hope not, man. Yeah, I'm not either. I hope not. Man, I hope not. Kids just need to play where – man, just play where you play. Cam Williams knew darn well he had no true chance of winning a state championship at Glenbard. Football is not really like basketball where everybody go to Mount Bird or go to like, you know, these select basketball schools, Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's not like like basketball where you can team up at Sierra Canyon, LeBron and Scottie Pippen's son and Kenyon Martin Jr.'s son, that kind of thing. Football, you know, you find your, your pretty good local schools, got some guys coming out and you stick really stick with it. Unless you're coming from nowhere to try to get somewhere. It is, uh, yeah, Lipscomb is where he went. And uh, matter of fact, I think they fired the head coach at the end of the year. That was Trent Dilfer's replacement, right? 
Kevin, um, what's his name? He was the offensive line. Kevin, um, oh, I forget his last name. Moway, oh, Mo, he was a long-time offensive lineman in the NFL. I'm about to mess up, chop up his last name. That's why I don't want to mess it up. Well, yeah, you might have to chop coach. it up to pronounce it right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I told people watching him when he was at Lipscomb, like, they don't know how to use this kid. Right. You could tell. You could tell. And it's like, yo, he needs to get out of there. And he chose to go back to his school. He left quick. Yeah, I think it was like four games into the season. It was like four games into the season. So, you said, you're not about to get my star taken down. No. no. So I want to know how everybody feels about that. Would you be okay if Notre Dame began to open themselves up to the young men on the Notre Dame football squad being brand? and be in businesses, which honestly, a school like Notre Dame, why wouldn't you want to approach the young men? Because you already approached the football program as an asset, right? We discussed that, how the university, university looks at the football program as an asset. So if the football program is viewed as an asset, uh, why would you not view the players as assets? Why would you not view the young men as brands and the individual businesses? Why wouldn't you? Right? And like you said, is there a fear of exposure? Where the program become, it's funny because it's like, it's like Chris Rock and Tony Rock. Right, left. They're brothers. They love each other. They're equals. But Tony Rock knows when he comes around Chris Rock that his brother's a bigger star. You know what I'm saying? And that's almost like Notre Dame football and Notre Dame. Like the degree is everything. We know that. But if you put a world famous Notre Dame alum in the business world next to Raghib Ismail. Who do you think is gonna be asked for his autograph more? More than likely it's gonna be Raghib Ismail. Right? Not to say that that alum in business, engineering or any other area is not famous, but the most recognized part of Notre Dame, honestly, is the football program. And because of that, man, you expect, or you would expect that they would respect the reproach or the approach of the business side. It's just interesting. I just thought I would bring it up because I thought Nick Saban talking about that. We all know Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. They might they might have the flexibility to do so and might not have to think about certain things that Notre Dame administration has to think about. But I mean, heck, if you already view the football program as an asset, then you might as well go full asset. 
and start the pitch. Yo. Yeah, we definitely definitely start pulling some assets. Yeah. Like CJ Carr, look, I don't know if people understand this. CJ Carr is a brand. Right now. Yeah. yeah. CJ Carr is a he's one of them guys that is gonna have a name like a arch on a lower level. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, he's a brand right now. Why would you not capitalize on that? He was a brand in the recruiting class. Bruce Knight is a brand in the recruiting class. They're already brands. So when they get to Notre Dame, capitalize on that. Build that. Heck, teach them how to build that within the confines of the football program. Take advantage of that. Definitely got to. It's like what we talked about the other day with the coaches around the country. Notre Dame, if they jumped in both feet financially and building a coaching staff, they would wreck college football. Wreck it. But that stewardship, dude, that stewardship holds them back. Holds them back. That stewardship be killing us. It is, yo, it's crazy, right? Because when you take a step back, you say, okay, I understand, you know, Notre Dame wants a degree to be the main thing, da, da, da. Yeah, but within that same thought process, you view the football program as an asset. So why not continue down that road? It's 2023. Yo, it's so much. It's so watching the personality of CJ Carr and the Wake Up the Echo show the other day. It's like, dude, take advantage of this kid. That this is that um, he is that uh, Ken to Barbie when it comes to promoting Notre Dame football. Like he is that all American kid. Look, just look at him. He has the look. As a Notre Dame quarterback, as a Notre Dame student, he could literally be on the walls of young Notre Dame fans as a poster. Like, oh man, I can't wait to see CJ Carr. What what happened to Matt? What happened to them calendars with the with the every year, every month has another player on it? Dude, that would we be, need to be selling to them calendars. And absolutely. But I'm saying, what's wrong with C.J. Carr becoming a star? Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to hold C.J. Carr back, whether he knows it or not. I mean, they may, they may let it rock. But I know that if he get too big, too fast, or is it, if it's not in line with the program, it's not going to have a lot more questions than answers, for sure. Yo. He but C.J. Carr star. with a Sam Hartman excitement, you may, you, you, you may get something that may last a while at Notre Dame. I mean, you have something that is like handmade. Handmade. This kid walks in the door. Handmade. Throwing the ball all over the place in practice. People buzzing about him being in a quarterback uh, competition. You see his personality come through and wake up the echoes. He's a star. He's a star. 
He's a likable guy. He's like a if, Tony if, Romo likable. If Brady Quinn could become a star, this kid could, man, could trump Brady Quinn. I mean, like, triple the likability factor. Yeah. At Notre Dame. If they will allow him to be a star, man. They got to allow him to be a star. Allow him to be a star. Promote the kid. Put his face up. Heck, being the quarterback in Notre Dame is already pressure. You're not about to put more pressure on the kid. Because either he can play or he can't. Yeah, Notre Dame is just we can see if you can play or not faster. That's all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Marcus Freeman met with the media, and this is how he opened it up and talked about his 2024 recruiting class. Deciding any questions first. I'll turn it over to Coach. Yeah. Um, you know, before we get into the signing day, I want to obviously, we've had a couple coaching staff changes, and um, I know I put out a statement about Lauren, and I could not be um, more excited for him to join our program. Um, we had the luxury of, of time, right, since Coach Bayless uh, decided to resign. And, um, you know, I want to make sure I credit and thank Fred Hale and our strength staff for being able to continue to have our guys ready um, to play in games this year. And so, um, you know, John Waggle and Ron Paulus helped me tremendously in this uh, process, process of finding the right guy uh, to lead our strength conditioning unit. Um, we we've talked to probably over 30 guys um, in the field and ultimately decided that we wanted Lauren to lead this program. You know, I was looking for someone that one can, you know, reinforce my vision um, as a head coach in the weight room. Our, our athletes spend a tremendous amount of time in the weight room and we have to make sure our messaging is the same, um, but also uphold those standards that I believe it takes to win a championship. And it's built in the weight room, the standards of discipline, uh, the toughness, um, all those things that I truly believe that can be created in the weight room. I was looking for somebody to, to continue to instill that. Um, you know, he has a, um, a history of 
of being in the field, of leading a large group of, of people, but also he has uh, experience in really individualizing um, a training program to attack specific needs of individuals. And that's important. That's what I believe we needed. You know, when you talk about training um, 120 athletes, there has to be an organiz organization and structure um, into what you're doing. But um, I really wanted to find somebody that truly understood how to utilize the science, how to truly attack an individualized um, uh, approach to making sure every athlete truly can reach their full potential. And um, um, I am truly happy that he will be leading our strength conditioning program. Um, you know, I want to congratulate Jared on his uh, much-deserved opportunity to lead uh, Troy's football program, and uh, couldn't be more happier for him as a friend but also as a, a colleague. Um, it's a great opportunity for him. And uh, as we announced, uh, Gino Gadulli will lead our offense and be the coordinator for the bowl game. Uh, I, I thought it was important to continue to utilize the, collabor uh, the, the collaboration efforts that we utilize in the offensive staff room, but also in Steve Angeli's first start, it's important to have that connection um, between quarterback coach and the quarterback. Uh, as you go into your first start, I thought that was extremely important. And so I don't have a timeline. You know, there, I don't want to put a timeline into naming the right guy uh, to lead our program, our, our offense. Um, and we'll do a, a national search. We'll do a search. And it's a unique situation where our previous offense coordinator was the tight ends coach. Um, I believe um, we have a quarterback's coach that is uh, second to none in my beliefs in Gino Gadulli. And so um, it's a unique situation where you're going to look at uh, an offensive coordinator that um, has shown to um, – maybe coach tight ends, but also I'm, I'm going to consider uh, Gino Gadulli continuing to be our offensive coordinator moving forward. Um, and so I don't have a timeline. Um, I want to make sure that we make the best decision uh, for, for our offense and for our program moving forward. Um, now that we've covered the coaching changes, I want to make sure that we, we turn our focus to signing day. And that's what this day is about. And uh, these 23 young men that um, – have been committed to this place for a while, and now it becomes official. And uh, I talked to every single one this morning, and it's 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 exciting for them. It's exciting for us in terms of what this opportunity truly provides. Yeah, it is an opportunity. It, it, it really is. And I'm, I'm glad, like I said, we're going to get an opportunity to dig into Lauren Landau a little bit more with Cam McDaniel as he joins <laughs> us. Um. I'm glad, Left, coming out of that situation that he is, first of all, that he didn't choose to rush the decision for the strength and conditioning coach. Right. And that Coach Hell was able to hold things down during the season. Right. That's number one. Time was on his side with that decision. As far as offensive coordinator, I'm glad that he's doing a national search and just not elevating Gino Gadoo. Oh, yeah. I was like, it just would look optically the wrong move to just give Gino the job. Yeah. Let Gino. Gino seems to be doing a really good job in the quarterback room. Yeah, let him just do his thing in there. And with any mention CJ Carr being in that room now, you want you don't want anybody new coming in. Right. Keep Gino in his spot. Let Gino do what Gino does and what he's good at. He's shown that. All right. Play call plays for the bowl game. 
But hey, we're gonna keep you in your spot. We're gonna keep you in your spot. And I, I absolutely love that from Coach Freeman. And at the names we've heard, Kirby Moore, OC of Missouri, and OC of LSU, Mike Denbrock. Hey, you you've been trump trumpeting from Mike Denbrock for months. It's a familiar face, and I think he's been able to get better as he stepped away from Notre Dame and producing the Heisman last year. I think we can do a lot of things with him and Deuce Knight in the future and him and uh, CJ Carr in the future. Lucky Lucky Podcast. And so, in, in connection to what we talked about, um, I believe, I want to make sure. Well, basically, there's a conversation going on in the chat. And it's talking about, you know, let C.J. Carr prove that he was a star on the field. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. Every other big-time program is willing to. Michael Jackson was a star before Motown. Motown didn't make him a star. They gave him the opportunity for worldwide distribution. But anybody that saw Michael Jackson at that age sing and dance knew he was a star. See, stardom has nothing to do see notre dame this is the problem notre dame thinks they make stars you don't caleb downs would have gone to any school in this nation and been a star see that's it notre dame feel like they see, that's, made that's stars ever since rudy yes. ever since rudy yes you don't make stars we ain't got all stars we don't make rudy's rudy's rudy was a movie not a real life process and see that's the issue True stars are stars. Prince was a star. Michael Jackson was a star. Caleb Downs was a star. Stars are stars. That's it. Dante Moore was a really good, I mean, a great quarterback. Dante Moore does not have the it or would not have had the same it coming into Notre Dame, that C.J. Carr has it, man. I don't understand why people don't see it. The way the fan base is reacting to this kid, the way the media is reacting to this kid, he has it. It's easy to see. Like, I don't need to see him throw the ball on the football field to understand that the kid has something. Don't ask me to quantify it. Don't ask me to explain it. I don't have an equation for it. The young man has it. He has it. And if you're not, you don't want to take advantage of that, that's on you. That's on you. But Notre Dame doesn't make stars. They don't. The same guys that played for Lou Holtz could have gone anywhere else and been just as good on the football field. They could have been. When you get to the point where you feel like the only path for young men to be great in life is you, that's a you problem. Because you didn't give them the gift. That gift was God-given. So now you want to take credit for what God did. That's real dangerous. That's like me as a minister feeling like the only minute everybody needs to come through me to get to heaven. That's that's how I should feel as a vessel or a conduit left. I'm the ultimate conduit. And if you really want to get right with God, you should come hear me teach. 
Nobody else in the world can get you to a place where you need to be in your spirit. Well, that's how you got the Pope. Come see me. When you get to that place, that's a very dangerous place, man. That's a very dangerous way of thinking when you start feeling like that. It's mutual, man. When it comes to student university, it is a very mutual relationship that both should benefit greatly from. Michael Jackson, the Jackson 5 and Motown was a mutual relationship. That type of Michael Jackson did just as much for Motown as they did for him. You can guarantee that. Guarantee that. Diana Ross did just as much for Motown as Motown did for her and the Supremes. It's a mutual relationship. It's a mutual relationship. And that's something that I hope is embraced a little bit more by Notre Dame. Like, if you don't see that CJ Carr has it to be able to draw people on and off the field, I don't know what else you need to see. And the fact that you want to compare Ron Powers. It killed me that you mentioned Ron Paulus is joining in on some of these hires. Why? It's got Ron Paulus barely even smiled. Yeah, that's true. Barely even smiled. He barely even smiled. There was nothing about Ron Paulus that drew people to him as a player, especially off the field. You just hope that he lived up to the bug. Yeah, that's about it. That's it. It's like, dude, you watch the Notre Dame media. Notre Dame media is spawning over this dude. And that's not that's not normal for Notre Dame media. I can tell you that. Notre Dame media is spawning over this I think legacy plays a part of it. Legacy and low expectations. Man. Expectations, heck, it's expectations for uh for Kingston. Another kid that is different. He's different. Watch him talk. Listen to his speech yesterday. Look at the kid. He's different. There's something about him. He's a star. It was something different about Jalen Smith. It was something different about Manti Teo. They were stars. Stars are stars. There's nothing you could do. They were stars before they even got to know. That's who they were. They were given that, that gift, that ability to be able to shine and draw people, man. They were stars. And when you try to take credit for people being stars, man, that's a, dang, that's a dangerous place. That's a dangerous place to be. That's a very dangerous place to be. So there is a happy medium. 
between what Nick Saban does at Alabama and what Notre Dame does. But Notre Dame, they're really kicking themselves when they treat the football program as an asset, but then won't keep kicking the can down the road and take advantage of the rest of the assets that they have in the football program. That's it. Take advantage of the rest of the assets. You think, do you really think those young men don't know that they're brands? Do you really think those young men that play football at Notre Dame don't understand? Because we always laud how smart the kids at Notre Dame are. Right? Like all the young men that play for Notre Dame, they're great. No, because we make them smart at Notre Dame. Right. They weren't smart before they got to Notre Dame left. They got smart the moment they stepped on campus at Notre Dame. They couldn't go get a degree from Harvard. They couldn't go get a degree from any other high-level university. Notre Dame is the only place. South Bend is magical. The campus is magical. When they step on campus, they immediately become smart. Man, there is a happy medium. Meet these young men halfway. Meet the young men halfway. That's all. If you're going to view the football program as an asset, then look at these young men as the brands that they are. Because they're smart enough to recognize, regardless of where they go to school, the opportunities that are before them with the new landscape in college football. And that's not something that you can hold off. It's not. It's not something you can hold off. So let's say a freshman pops. Left. Let's say a freshman pops. And in two years, because someone brought this up on last night's show, even with the class being as good as it is in 2024, how many of those guys are going to stick around in the modern era of transfer portal? And that's a that's a valid question. How many how many of the guys will be around in two to three years? Hey. If you can keep 15 of the kids of the 23, you feel really good about that percentage in this modern era. Like, that's really like, man, we kept 15 of the 16 kids from that class. You feel pretty good because now on average, Notre Dame might be getting, what, four to six kids in the transfer portal on an annual basis. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's a new era, man. It's a new era. And some things need to change. Uh, Marcus Freeman said he's been discussing those changes with not only people Vaca, but yo, Jack Swarbrick going back to last year. He talked about a conversation, you know, during a bowl prep that he had with Jack Swarbrick about what needs to be done. And it is what it is. You have Notre Dame greats coming on this show 
saying, look, Notre Dame football is the brand. The University of Notre Dame isn't the brand. You have the great speaking out publicly saying Notre Dame football is the brand. That is, that's Notre Dame. So stop fighting it. Just embrace it. Embrace it. It's okay. It's okay. It really is. It really is. You don't have to go full out, turn everything over to the football program. But man, when, right? When it needs to did, have some feature players. You man, know, it needs to have some some billboard marquees. You know, even Vegas has some residencies. You know, we ain't saying Janet Jackson is bigger than bigger than Las Vegas, but Janet Jackson in Las Vegas as a residency is a nice pair. Okay. From a music standpoint, when I say record label, do you think record label or do you think artist? You think artist? You think artist. If I say bad boy, you're going to say Biggie. If I say Rockefeller, you're going to say Jay-Z. If I say Motown, you're going to say what? The Jackson 5, The Temptation. Yeah, the record label matters. The vision matters. Puff matters. Dame Dash matters. Barry Gordy matters. But what gets people are the artists, man. Suge Knight matters. Suge Knight matters, but Suge Knight is not Tupac, man. Death Row is not Death Row without Pop, Snoop, and everybody else. It's the artists. Notre Dame football is the players, man. Left said, you say it all the time, Left, the best football programs are player-driven programs. Yeah, best football programs are, are programs that that know what they want as as a as a team. And they feature the guys that make it happen. We're the team that we get the guys that can make it happen and then don't do it. It's like, I, you know, I, I do think there is a disconnect. Just like you look at the what's wrong with the offense, then the dysfunction in the offense, well, it's from the top. Right. And it's no different in this case. It's definitely the top has to decide. Are they in favor of what it needs to be needs to take the win or not? Yo, go check out and you you talked about this. Alabama did a fabulous job of setting up Bryce Young's brand before he stepped on the field. Before Bryce Young stepped on the field, his brand was building. Alabama was building his brand. He never took a snap. And Alabama invested in him and his brand. So when he finally so when he finally took a snap and he actually could play, the brand took off and went to an even even greater level. That's how things should that's the relationship that should exist between school and play. You should still be able to invest in the brands of certain players before they play on the football field. That's smart business. Facts. A smart business. In the in the music world, is what they used to call artist development, left. 
You remember that? It, it no longer exists. But the Jackson 5 went through a year of artist development before Motown actually put them out. They built the brand. They built the buzz. And then when they actually performed, they took off. Alabama did the same thing with Bryce Young. Build a brand, invest in the young man, and when he hit the football field, then the brand is really going to take off. Bryce Young was getting NIL deals, doing commercials, man, posted up around Tuscaloosa and Alabama, doing radio spots, and he, was, he wasn't even playing, left. He wasn't even playing. He was a star. That's true. He was yeah. a star, and they knew it. They were like, dude, he doesn't need to play. We got Mac Jones, but this kid is still a star. So we're gonna he's put still a star. Yeah, he's, he's Wait, still a star. We're gonna put millions of dollars in his pocket and build, help him build his brand before he takes the field. And then when he takes the field and he can actually play, it's gonna help Alabama and it's gonna help him. There's nothing wrong with that when you recognize a star. CJ Carr is a star. There's nothing wrong with helping him build his brand before he plays a snap for Notre Dame. In the long run, it helps Notre Dame. Alabama is just another place where you, you they they show as an example, but it's hard to replicate. They make like it look how, how are you hurting Notre Dame by helping a young man increase his brand? It's a win. Thank you, D Rock. It's a win win situation. You're not, you can't lose. But you have to recognize when you get those types into your program, and you have to be willing to invest. You have to be willing to invest. He's, dude, look, I recognize. Just within the last week, I just came around. He's one of them ones, left. He's one of them ones. The glow is on him, left. I why sit here and deny it? I don't need to watch a snap of football. The glow is on him. Just watch him talk. Watch how the media reacts to him. Watch how the rest of the players, watch how his fellow recruits react to him. He's one of them ones. Has nothing to do with what he does on the football field. He's just one of them ones. He has the look, he, the way he carries himself. Man, if Notre Dame invests, put, the, put him through artist development, once he actually hits the football field and shows he can play, yo, yeah, we we really might have something. I think it's gonna be crazy, uh, and, and and we can try it. What it could look like with a guy like CJ, we haven't had a Jimmy Clausen, haven't had a Brady Quinn. I think CJ Carr is the next one. So it when's is gonna the be last pretty time. Left. When was the last time you heard? Do you know how cautious Marcus Freeman is when he talks about? Young players, you've never yeah. heard Marcus Freeman come. This cat, Marcus Freeman, came to the mic. 
after one practice and said, the kid is going to be great. The head coach, he's never done that. Marcus Freeman doesn't do that. Marcus Freeman came to the mic and said, this dude is going to be great. Yeah. He's one of those ones, man. He just is. So I pray that he stays healthy. That's the main thing. I pray that he stays healthy, and I pray he gets the right opportunity. But he's a star, man. You don't have to deny that. He's a star. He he is. He just is. He just is. He's different. Invest in that. You or you would be smart to invest in it now. That's just regular stocks. You want to buy low and sell high. Well, you need to buy into the CJ the, uh, car stock now, if you know the name. Invest in it now. That's my advice. Invest in it now. It makes sense. It gives you and him the greater dividend down the road. It just makes sense. Dude, I've seen more CJ car articles for a kid that hasn't taken a snap at Notre Dame. I've seen articles about this kid off of one practice left. One practice. One. And the media was only allowed to watch 30 minutes of practice. So they never saw any scrimmaging. They just saw drills left. And from drills, because articles means economy. Podcast about CJ Carr means economy. CJ Carr is increasing the revenue for Notre Dame media. Otherwise, they wouldn't talk about him or they wouldn't write about him. He is good business. Everybody recognizes that this kid is good business and he hasn't taken a snap at Notre Dame. He's a star. It's easy to see. He's a star. Invest in the kid. So what? How's that hurt? He's a star, man. That's it. It would be great for Notre Dame. It would be great for the kid. And honestly, it would be great for recruiting. Like, the wheels are not about to come off the recruiting bus. Oh, my God. He hasn't played, but he's making money. He's getting these advantages. So what? Either he's a good kid or he's not. He's a star, man. He's a star. It's okay to admit that kids are stars. It happens all over the country, man. He's a star. He has that glow, you know? But I understand some people just, you know, they don't want to buy into anything until they see it on the field, you know? Yeah, Marcel, Cam is, uh, I'm supposed to actually go see Cam over the Christmas break and break bread with him, and then he's reporting early. 
He's taking me to that famous hot dog spot out by his crib. Because I challenged him. I challenged him. He said his hot dog spot is better. And I'm like, Cam, come on, dude. I got like hot dog carts in the city of Chicago that probably have better hot dogs than your suburban hot dog. So just a little trash talking going on. Um, is there anybody else on the team left that you think is a star? That should be a, a poll question of the day. Do you think there are any other stars on the team? Not just in the recruiting class, but just on the roster right now. Let me know what you guys think in the chat. I think if Jeremiah Love can pop out to see he can be a mm. star. Mm. Um, but just from like just face value, I think everybody's kind of in that in the same pool. You know, somebody's gotta stand alone. CJ's kind of Given in the star just because of just the position along with legacy, you know, he's mm -hmm. not that bad of a QB, he's likable. But star on the team, I think we it's it's the season of finding it's it's uh what's a dancing with the stars. We got finding finding the stars on the, the Indy football team, which I think is a good way to put the media. I mean, our media team's number one right now. We producing short films every time we doing something, so Find how you get to closer to getting those stars on the team and then highlighting it. Quit making it. But, it, you know, it stems all the way into the tradition. We don't have our names on the back of the jersey. You know, they it's some swagless things within the tradition that I think holds back the uh, individualism that the game has turned into in some ways. Now, we want to differentiate. Because when we talk star, we're not talking star like in terms of like making plays on the football field. We're talking about like Broadway promotion star. Like, yo, this dude. Right. I would say, I would say even the intricate things of not having your name on the back of the jersey plays into the subconscious of we don't treat guys like the stars that they may be. But didn't you guys actually play like a bowl game with your names on the back? I wasn't there. Or, or I think it happened. One no, no, time. no, no, no. Yeah, the bowl game you play with your name on the back. I believe so. But that's the end of the year. Mm. You didn't skip thirteen games. So that's just a the 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 microcosm of how we treat our stars in the macrocosm of things, and in the macrocosm. You're right. Notre Dame has the money, power, and influence to put a guy on Bro. Broadway, promotion billboards, this, that, Man. and third. We already getting guys TV and airtime and sitting on the Wall Street for winning eight games. So when we want to, we like to dibble and dabble. Like the taste test. Different... Uh, luxuries and resources that Notre Dame's able to do because it's funny because we can just pop on TV whenever. We don't call ahead. You know, you sometimes sometimes you call ahead to your favorite restaurant. Hey, I'm gonna need a table for two, whatever, go eight o'clock. When 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 you that guy, like Notre Dame, you show up when you want to show up. And they gonna have a table waiting for you. So that's what Notre Dame can flex on these young college football schools out here who don't make no money 
hell, let's put some money into it and we can really show you what we can do. From promotion, you talking about marketing and promotion? We need to get a guy like Vince McMahon in there. He turned Notre Dame up right away. Floyd Mayweather, we need to hire TMT, T-Money team. Get that marketing and promotion up, man. And it's like, it's not that Notre Dame doesn't have to do that to make money. You know, to increase revenue. They don't have to. But it's a smart investment. Like, it's not about whether or not Notre Dame needs it. It's like, yo, the way things are going in college football, this is the smart thing to do. This is, yo, eventually it's going to be par for the course. When you get, when you put in the work and you evaluate and recruit a kid for two plus years and you get them on campus and you realize that, yo, we have a star here. Dude, go all in. Go all in. Why not? Why not? Because once again, whether it's the degree or whether or not it's the football field, the responsibility and accountability for things happening and growing is on the young man. So regardless of how you invest, it's still not on the school because no one's going to class for these young men and no one is playing on the football field for these young men. Like you said, left every young man, Steve, like Steve Angeli. Steve Angeli has an opportunity in the Sun Bowl to change his life. Yeah, he got the opportunity to change his life. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. He has an opportunity to change his life. And it's up, it's on him. He's playing with 10 other guys offensively. Those other 10 guys have the same opportunity. Charles Jagasaw has an opportunity to establish himself, establish himself as the next great left tackle at Notre Dame. The Sun Bowl is an opportunity for him to change his life. Do you understand what that means? Charles Jagasaw, if he comes out against Oregon State and balls out as a freshman, he establishes himself as the next great left tackle at Notre Dame. You don't think that's a brand? You don't think that's a brand? That's a brand. Everybody knows it. That is a brand. That's for sure. If Eli Raritan comes out and scores two touchdowns in the Sun Bowl, you don't think he's the next great tight end in Notre Dame? That's a brand. That's a brand. If Drake Bowen comes out and balls out in the Sun Bowl, you don't think people are going to start talking about him as the next great linebacker at Notre Dame? That's a brand. That's a brand. That's not all, all. Love D. They're doing it all for Love D. No. Those young men have aspirations. They're doing it for them and Notre Dame. Their brands. And they know this. They know it. You got to tap into it. Dude, I'll let you answer this. You know, the chat said you have to worry about jealousy. Jealousy existed in the locker room 
before NIL in the transfer portal. Hell, jealousy exists over playing time. So over if playing time. That's if it life. comes down to that, exactly. money is only is it, it, it's already existed. You know, it all it was already there. <laughs> what are you and, talking about? And it's and it, and I think the jealousy is a stronger term for it. It's more of like a competitive jealousy. You know, when you get to that level, everything is competitive. So it's not so much you mad about the person getting it. It's yeah. just like, how do I get it or how do I beat you to get more? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I said, jealousy exists in sports. Like you got dudes on NBA benches thinking they better than the dude start. That's life. That's human beings. And you talk about jealousy. It is yeah, what it I is. mean, hell, you, of course, if you, yeah, look, that's gonna be it's, there it's with so, or without it sounds someone. worse without the explanation, you know, but it's obvious. Of course, it's gonna be some jealousy. Yeah, man, look, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure plenty of no, Alabama players were jealous of Bryce Young. Hell yeah, I mean, and well, then, Alabama also is different. Yeah, a lot of Alabama players were taken care of. Hey, bro. You can be jealous, but when you step on that field with a dude and you know he's a dude during games, all that jealous falls, jealousy falls to the side. Like, all right, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it, 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 it only it only affects when it, we carry it to the field. Most time, it's just more of like a you're going out with your boys and your one boy, homeboy is lit now. I mean, he just he just gets y'all everywhere. It's just kind of how it go, you know. Yo, wasn't that, I think um, Mike Goosby tweeted this out uh, yesterday, and I thought it was real cool. He was like, yo, the cool thing about the locker room is that you have this melting pot of cultures and ideas and feelings. And in that locker room, like, yo, we come at each other. We come at each other's culture. We crack jokes. We say what we say. But at the end of the day, it's a brotherhood, and we go out in that football, and we're trying to win a football game. Like, dude, that's the culture of the locker room. Like, you bring people together that have different views, different point of views, uh, different feelings. And, dude, in the midst of that, you're going to have some jealousy. You're going to have some envy. You're going to have some fun. You're going to have some jokes. But at the end of the day, if you really have mature young men, that doesn't get in the way of the task of winning football games. You know, and if it becomes too much, then it's up to the locker room to check that and the leaders to check that and say, yo, say that, you know, it is. Um, it's just a new day left. It's a new day. And, and I've come around because I used to be real staunch when we started this NIL conversation. Like, dude, if you haven't done anything, if you haven't stepped on the field, you know, NIL shouldn't even be a possibility. I was that dude. And now as I watch things change and I watch things move forward, I'm like, you know what? Business is business. Right? And if a 15-year-old tennis player can get paid, yo. Who am I to tell a 15-year-old high school football player he couldn't get he can't get paid or build his brand? Business is business. It, it, it is. Business is business, man. And if you got to hustle, or you have it, or you have a gift or talent, 
that can increase your brand and bring you money, who am I to tell you not to do it? Matter of fact, let me try and invest so I can be benefit from it. It is what it is. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Look for us tonight. I don't know if left because I left. I think you're gonna be doing some things tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm right here with you. Oh, so we're gonna try to get Cam McDaniel back on tonight because tomorrow we want to focus on. We have uh, some audio from uh, Oregon State side talking about Notre Dame, and we want to talk about that and we want to dig more into the Sun Bowl and some other things that Marcus Freeman said in his press conference tomorrow. So I want to try and get uh, Cam McDaniel knocked out today if we can. So look for us to do a later show. We appreciate you guys. Let me get to these GTP, uh, GTB questions and Super Chats. Brian Haddon, thank you for the Super Chat. Left, has anyone reached out to you or have you reached out to anyone? I guess, um, Brian, I'm not sure. I think that was from earlier when we were talking about offensive coordinator. Left, do you still have the bug? Say that again? Do you still have the bug to coach? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think because it's a new crop of kids that come out every year that you just get excited to see what you can make out of. It's like a big art project. Would you take an analyst job at Notre Dame? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm waiting on them to call me now. Shoot, but you know how the Notre Dame politics is, man. I'm just trying to get in where I fit in. I'm just saying, Notre Dame, there you have it. Malik Zaire said he would take, you know. But uh, what they say, they got they choose not to win a championship now. My phone still hasn't rang yet. <laughs> so now, so you're ready to take on the ire of the fan base when things go wrong, right? I got NWJR, Chicago Zone. Hey, man, take that Julian stuff down out your avatar, bro. <laughs> That's one of our rivals in Red South, Julian Jaguars. I'm a Morgan Park Mustang. Any interest on either side with Tappas Curtis? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Great show. No uh, petty train. We'll see you guys a little, a little later on today. That's the plan. And then we'll dig head first into Lauren Landau and his impact on the Notre Dame program and strength and condition. Have a great day. Be safe. If you're traveling, please pray and speak that you arrive there in safety and arrive back to your destination in safety. All right. Enjoy the holiday season. Enjoy your families.